Hello! Hello everyone! Hello gamers! Um, this is a gamer podcast now. Gamers okay. only. Oh, I have to leave then. <laughs> Neither of us can be on our own podcast. <laughs> um, hello. Um, we're starting off, uh, we're starting off with an interesting energy today, I feel like. Uh, welcome to Caves and Japes. I'm Olivia. I'm Briar. I did not know that we were introducing ourselves at the top. <laughs> just try and just try and new things. Just try and find new things. I guess. Anyways, um, hi. It's Capes and Japes, the show where we um tell you about uh comic books and we learn about ourselves along the way. Um, we um last week. We talked about uh, Terry McGinnis, the Batman Beyond, um, and as such, I think it's time that we uh, dipped our toes back into uh, our real comfort zone <laughs> on Capes and Japes, um, and we talked about a few other uh, Batman-adjacent people. Um, a well that we've, uh, that we've, what do you do with wells? A well that we've returned to several times over the course of this podcast. This um, well has given us life. Yes. And for it that really we thank has. it. It is a deep well. It is, it is almost an endless well, it would seem. Um, because we've been doing this podcast for three years um, and we've still never done an episode about Jim Gordon. Um, so that's I what mean, we're going to do today. We've done an episode about the most important Gordon, Babs. Yes. So, we have, really. <laughs> we have talked about Barbara Gordon, um, and we will continue to talk about Barbara Gordon, uh, forever. But I guess we can talk about the second most important Gordon. Um, Barbara's I brother. <laughs> oh boy, that's a, um, <laughs> that's a whole can of worms. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about Commissioner James W. Gordon. I don't know what the W stands for, um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's something. It's there. Um... It's actually uh, pretty wild that we've never talked about him because, uh, first fun fact of the episode for you, Jim Gordon was the first uh, Batman supporting character to be introduced in comics. Um, he, uh, he shows up in the first panel of the first page of uh, Detective Comics number 27, which is the story that introduced Batman. Um, and the story, uh, follows, like, him and Batman, like, both, uh, trying to solve this, I think, like, uh, jewel heist. Not, like, Gordon by himself, but, like, the police led by Gordon and Batman, um, both trying to, uh, to oh no it's a uh it's it's a uh it's it's a murder they're solving a murder um but uh 
about them kind of over the course of the story. Uh, Batman being like, oh, we should work together. And Gordon's like, hmm, I don't know, but okay. Um, and then he ends up uh, deputizing Batman. Um, very different vibe than current Batman comics. I mean, not that different in the sense that they are working together. Um, but you can't really just give... You can't just make Batman a deputy. I mean, you probably could. I mean, you could. He... It... What is Gotham's procedure for deputizing civilians? Listen, that's a great question. Because Batman is a civilian. <laughs> He's a civilian in a fun costume. Um, so, anyways... That's, um, that's the, the very first, uh, appearance of Jim Gordon. The very first issue of, uh, of Batman, which was, uh, obviously, uh, created by, uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Um, the, uh, he's named after a, um, another, uh, Commissioner James W. Gordon, um, in, like, a, uh, a, a pulp series, um, which I, is where the, the W comes from, even though it's not, like, I don't think ever canonically established what it stands for. <laughs> um, and, uh, over the, um, over the course of, uh, of comics, of Batman comics, like many comic book characters, um, his history has, been uh been changed a few different times uh so when he's uh for well when he's first introduced um they don't he doesn't have like too much of an established backstory um nobody ever does because nobody because nobody ever does because in ye olde comics times um that wasn't really people's uh primary concern backstories weren't invented until the 1990s yeah it's true nobody had it <laughs> before then everybody just showed up just was suddenly spontaneously created onto the page with no prior history um but he uh obviously he's uh you know he's the commissioner of the uh of the Gotham Police Department, um, he, uh, is, you know, goes through this, like, brief arc with Batman where he's, uh, you know, at first, like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if we can trust this Batman, like, we gotta solve crimes by the book, um, and then Batman does a way better job of solving crimes than the police do, and then he's, like, uh, commissioner, we should, we should work, we should work together instead of fighting against each other. And, uh, they establish this partnership. Um, Gordon ends up, uh, creating the bat signal, um, which becomes, uh, you know, a very iconic part of the, uh, Batman mythology. Um, nothing. And it's... <laughs> Nothing quite like outsourcing to build confidence in your job. 
<laughs> I mean, it's Gotham. I'm gonna say nobody really had confidence in the police to begin oh, with. Oh, no, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They re- they absolutely should I'm not. I'm just saying, the optics. <laughs> the optics are bad. If you, listen, I feel like a lot of people, and I'm sure there are stories where they do, a lot of people should be like, could we not have a giant, like, spotlight advertising to people that we can't solve crimes by ourselves. And Jim's like, we can't solve crimes by ourselves. It's like, yeah, but people don't need to know that. People, let's just let the crimes happen. Why are they paying us to do our jobs if Batman's just gonna go do them? (laughs) It's like, I mean, couldn't you, like, maybe just have, like... I don't know, a, just a, a one-to-one, like, messaging device instead of broadcasting it to literally the whole city. Yeah, um, like, just give him a burner phone. <laughs> and Gordon's like, it's about the symbolism. And they're like, I don't, we, listen, <laughs> we don't care about the symbolism, Jim. We care about keeping our jobs. We want, we need, we need our jobs, please. Um, he, um, at some point it is established that, um, he was a Marine before he became, uh, a police officer. Um, I'm not sure when, at what point that, uh, becomes a thing but there's not um i mean there was a time in comics where they were just like how does he do stuff and i don't know he's a marine yeah yeah Yeah, it's fine um there hasn't been a whole lot about his uh experience in the marines um which is fine because i don't know if i want to read (laughs) a comic book about jim gordon doing war crimes (laughs) um Jim Gordon goes to war, number one. (laughs) Coming to your local comic book shop soon. Ah, jeez. Ah, beans. Um, so, um, a lot of, uh, kind of, uh, Jim Gordon characterization comes after Crisis. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which... (laughs) As I'm sure people know at this point, was a major DC event in the late 80s that uh, was intended to kind of take all of the confusing different timelines that they had and smash them all together and just create one cohesive timeline, which meant that a lot of characters, like, kind of, you know, histories and, like, backstories ended up either getting, like rewritten or if they didn't really have one kind of like officially established and they Um, couldn't even stick to it they couldn't even they couldn't even do that um but uh after uh after crisis um the uh frank miller (laughs) uh Enemy of the show. Enemy of the show, Frank Miller. Um, though this is, this is probably the Frank Miller work I'm the least personally offended by. Um, 
even though some stuff in it I'm still like, okay, Frank. Um, anyways, enemy of the show Frank Miller um, writes Batman Year One, which, as the title uh, suggests, is a, uh, you know, a story about Batman's first year uh, as Batman to kind of, you know, lay down the groundwork for what that looks like in this bold new post-crisis world. Um, and Jim Gordon is a, a very significant character in it. Um, as he, uh, he's not commissioner yet. Um, it starts out with, uh, he was working as a cop in Chicago. Um, he ends up being transferred to Gotham, um, and realizes that, uh, Gotham is, uh, incredibly corrupt, um, basically that, uh, you know, the mob has their hands in almost every level of the, uh, the police force, um, and, uh, realizes that he is going to have to rely on this weird vigilante who just showed up that everybody hates uh in order to accomplish any like real actual justice in the city um which sets the tone uh i feel like for most like modern like gordon and batman relationship um in that one like i i think this was like something of a thing before but like really really driving home that like uh the reason that batman relies on gordon is because the police in gotham are incredibly corrupt uh and gordon is repeatedly established as like you know pretty much the only cop with like Morals. Integrity. Morals, yeah, integrity. Um, though, like, more characters, like, more sympathetic characters are also introduced, like, Renee Montoya, friend of the show Renee Montoya. Um, but, like, Gordon being this sort of, you know, kind of, like, moral beacon in the extremely terrible, uh, Gotham police system. Um, and also, rather than, like, the kind of, like, ye old golden day, golden age, uh, version of, uh, you know, Gordon officially, like, deputizing Batman and being like, thank you, Batman, for being a friend of the city, um, having to kind of, like, the two of them, at least at first, having to kind of, you know, keep their working relationship, uh, sort of under wraps because, uh, nobody would approve of Gordon, uh, asking Batman for help or giving Batman information. Um, but, uh, this story, um, also deals with, uh, it introduces for the first time, I'm pretty sure, um, his wife, uh, Barbara Keene, um, and, uh, their son, um, who is, uh, 
a baby during Batman Year One, uh, James Gordon Jr. He did have like there was a brief uh a brief pre-crisis story where uh he had a son who was like in college um and was like hiding from like communist spies <laughs> um but that is um erased after crisis um it is super wild um and he also is uh, the guardian, obviously, of uh, Barbara Gordon, um, friend of the show, um, which when she is uh, first, I, I'm trying to remember, I think it's, I think it's introduced, when Barbara first shows up, she says that she's Jim Gordon's daughter. And then later they clarify that she's his, um, niece who he adopted, um, after her, uh, parents died, which, like, she's still his daughter, but just, like, specify, like, adopted daughter, biological niece. Um, but I think- Everybody in the Bat Fam has to be an orphan at some point. Listen, you gotta, you gotta do it. Um, and then I think after- Flashpoint, they retcon it again so that she is his biological daughter. Um, I can't remember 100%, and I should know this because I love Babs, but at some point it got very confusing. Um, <laughs> but so he has, um, uh, Barbara is the, the child that, uh, is most significant in, uh, in the Batman canon, um, obviously, but he does have, uh, a son with his wife, also named Barbara, <laughs> um, which makes somewhat more sense if she's the biological mother of Barbara, but I guess it's, like, maybe they named their daughter after her aunt? Um. But, hold, would, mm. Barbara Gordon pre-adoption would imply that she was already a Gordon, which yes. means that Barbara Prime would have married into the Gordon family. Yes. So let's name her for... <laughs> you know what? Let's name her after my sister-in-law. That sounds normal. <laughs> Listen, maybe they really got along with her. Um. Yeah, I guess. I guess, um, I really think you're cool and chill. I'm gonna name my daughter after you. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, but anyways, the point is, the reason all, um, there's a lot of weirdness around this is because, um, uh, spoilers, uh, Barbara, uh, Keen is obviously is not around in uh current day uh Batman and it's uh initially said that she uh died in a car accident um and then I think retconned that she um went back to Chicago 
uh, with their son, um, and they got divorced, uh, partly because, uh, during year one, uh, part of what happens is that, uh, Gordon's partner on the force is a, uh, woman named Sarah Essen, um, who is working with him, um, to figure out who Batman is, um, and they sort- they kind of guess that Batman might be Bruce Wayne, but they never actually, like, conclusively prove it. Um. They didn't ask. They didn't ask. Um, and, uh, she, uh, Gordon is having an affair with her during Batman Year One. Yeah, I was afraid um, of that. Yeah, I'm Frank Miller, baby. <laughs> um, but Jim, what about your morals? What about your integrity? Your famous morals and integrity. Um, and uh, then <laughs> surprise of surprises, uh, Sarah also ends up leaving and going to New York. And then she shows back up, um, and, uh, she shows up before, uh, No Man's Land. They start dating again, and they get engaged, and at the end of No Man's Land, the Joker shoots and kills her. Um. Of course he does. That's just, uh, that's, that's just life, baby. Um. But they, um, they do establish, like, that, uh, he had a wife and, uh, an infant child and that they both left. Um, and then the infant child is not really discussed, um, for many, many years, which I didn't, I didn't realize, um, the next time he shows up after year one, when he's a baby, is in, uh, Batman Black Mirror, um, the Scott Snyder Batman story, which is one of my, uh, favorite Batman stories, um, and when he was in that, I was just like, oh, this guy must have, uh, shown up somewhere else, uh, at some other time, and I just didn't read it, but that was, um, his, uh, his first reappearance was in 2011, and, um, <laughs> um, he is, uh, evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do, so the thing about, the thing about James Gordon Jr., um, is that he's not, like, a supervillain, um, he's just a, um, like a, a sociopath. Um, and I think they, they try to do something of like, uh, you know, like, let's do a more realistic take on mental illness than just, you know, this guy's crazy and that's why he has clown makeup on. Um, like, they, they discuss very openly, you know, kind of the, uh, the implications of him, uh, being a sociopath and, like, how, you know, his family members deal with that. And there's a couple times he shows up and he's like, 
I'm on medication, I don't want to do murders anymore. But then he always ends up doing murders again because that's like kind of the problem is that you've created this like sort of plot device where you're like, ooh, there's a lot of like tension and drama and pathos in like, you know, Gordon's son and Barbara's brother, like trying to kill them. <laughs> um, Trust me, so uh, I'm good. I'm better. Anyway, yeah. I lied. <laughs> I lied. I super lied. So it is, um, that in and of itself makes it hard, uh, to have any sort of, you know, sympathetic story, um, about a character with, you know, an uh, antisocial personality disorder. Um, and then it's also, like, it's comics. So, of course, like... <laughs> Everything is just taken to the absolute extreme. Um, so not like, I wouldn't say 100% successful in terms of like, changing the way we talk about mental illness in Batman. Uh, I would say not, yeah. There was an attempt. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, that's a, a... relatively recent development uh, you know a past 10 years development which is recent in comic book terms um gordon's relationship with barbara his daughter obviously is uh much more well established um there's a uh a story um after she becomes oracle um where she uh reveals to her father that she's oracle and that she was Batgirl, and he's like, oh, I totally figured out that you were Batgirl, but I didn't want to say anything, because <laughs> um, I felt like it would sort of mess things up. It would be a weird vibe, um, but I was very proud of you for fighting crime, even though it also made me very nervous. Um, Batgirl year one, I think, like takes like a take on this, where she's like, oh, my dad doesn't want me to do anything and I'm going to rebel by being Batgirl. Um, which was very cool when I was reading it as, like, a teen. Like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Stick it to your dad. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that's, like, necessarily always been the case. Um, but he is, she te- he is, when she tells him this, he's like, oh, I didn't know you were Oracle. Um, and that's very cool. Um, and... Uh, it's fun because, uh, part of the reason that, uh, Barbara becomes Oracle is because of, uh... The Nasty the Man. Joke. The Nasty Man, the very bad man. Um, the killing joke is, uh, like, not, like, I don't, it's not like a Jim Gordon story. It's like, I feel like the most famous Batman story that involves Gordon in the most, like, central capacity. Um, but the plot of The Killing Joke is that um, it's a standalone Batman story by uh, uh, Alan Moore. And in it, uh, the Joker wants to try and prove that uh, anyone could become as evil and twisted and fucked up as the Joker if they just had one bad day. Um, One really, really, really bad day. 
just the just I can't stress this enough an extremely bad day um so he uh he's like who is the person who seems like the most like good and you know incorruptible um the person that it would you know mess Batman up the most if he became evil and twisted like me the Joker um and it's Jim Gordon. Um, and the Joker kidnaps uh, Jim Gordon uh, and tortures him, um, you know, just like puts him in the cage at like his fucked up abandoned carnival where he's doing Joker stuff um, and uh, shoots and it is implied sexually assaults Barbara, which is like, this is the one thing that drives me the most berserk about the killing joke is like, arguably Barbara is having a worse day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you locked up her dad and attacked her. Yeah, it's like, it's like, she's not like, she's also a person here. Like, she's not, like... No, Oli oh, uh, Olivia, there's there's your problem. This is comics? Women comics. aren't people. Women aren't people. They are plot um, devices and yeah. emotional fodder. Yeah, exactly. She is a prop that the Joker can use to hurt her dad. Um, I have a lot... I have a lot of pent-up aggression about this that isn't directed at Jim Gordon, the character. Um... But at this story, um, but that being said, it does, again, serve to, like, drive home the point that Gordon's, like, role here is to be just, like, at his core, a good man. Um, which is, like, part of, like, the thing that drives his relationship with Batman isn't, like, like, obviously there's a part of it that's you know, narrative, um, where, uh, it's Batman can, uh, get a lot more done if he has some connection to, like, the police and, like, official sources, um, or someone he can, you know, go to to be like, hey, what'd you guys find at this crime scene? Or, like, oh, what's, you know, what's going on? How can I help? Um, it's, like, a lot easier to tell a story if you have, like, some sort of, like, starting point that's, like, oh, the Gordon called and he said that there's a crime that they need Batman's help with. Um, and then also the kind of symbolic aspect of Gordon kind of representing the non-superhero parts of Gotham, um, of being this sort of, like, connection to and voice of the people of Gotham in a general sense. Um, and then also the, the character beat of, like, having someone who doesn't necessarily have, like, you know, a deep personal connection to Batman. Like, obviously he's friends with Batman, but, you know, he's not, like, his, like, Adopted kid or son. adopted dad or, you know, all of the other, like, Bat family people. Just, like, somebody who, you know, looks at Batman and goes, like, 
Yep. I think that this person, yeah, this seems like a guy I can trust. Um, because like I think this person is going uh to do good, and I believe in him, and I am establishing for you, the audience, that I am a person with integrity, <laughs> and thus my judgment carries some weight. Um, there's like a whole there's a whole section just on his like Wikipedia page. <laughs> about whether or not he knows who Batman is um which is like the car the like current commonly accepted canon that's like never explicitly stated but like alluded to many times is that he definitely knows who Batman is um but he's not uh going to talk about it or probe too deeply into it, partly for Batman's privacy, um, and partly so he has plausible deniability if anything ever happens. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's like, whoa, oh, Batman's Bruce Wayne? Oh, that's what? crazy! Wow. Whoa, what? My good friend Bruce Wayne? What? I had no idea. How unbelievable. Um, but so there's, you know, we, we talked about the thing in year one where he and Sarah, like, work together to figure out that Batman might be Bruce Wayne, but then don't really, like, probe too deeply into it. Um, and then, like, since then, it's been, like, a lot of, you know, like, oh, uh, Gordon goes and, like, talks to Bruce Wayne about something, and then kind of just casually mentions Batman, and they both kind of, like, share a look. Um, or in Hush, when, uh, Bruce is talking to Clark, and he's like, I feel like Perry White probably knows you're Superman, because he's a really good reporter, and I think he would have figured it out by now. Just how, like, Jim Gordon's a really good cop, and I think he's figured it out by now. <laughs> like, Who I am. Only so long that you can keep something like that a secret. <laughs> Especially when you are like regularly interacting with someone both as your secret identity and as your uh other identity. Like Yeah. <laughs> Gordon probably Gordon probably talks to Batman as Batman um, more than anybody, any other non-criminal does. Like, he has the most clues about who Batman is. Um, but uh, that's the whole... <laughs> I gave you all the clues, it's Mr. Like... Commissioner. Okay. <laughs> Um, I do, um, I do have to read this very funny sentence because also in this section of the Wikipedia article, they, um, talk about, uh, other universes where Jim Gordon does or does not know who Batman is. Um, and one of them is, uh, in the Batman Vampire Trilogy, Gordon is shown to be aware of Batman's connection to Alfred Pennyworth. Um, but his knowledge of Batman's identity as Bruce Wayne is virtually irrelevant, as Batman had abandoned his life as Bruce Wayne after he was transformed into a full vampire while fighting Dracula. Good. Great. Thank you. Thank you for being so thorough in this. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's where things kind of currently stand, is that everyone sort of knows that, like, like, it's very, like, Gordon knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and Bruce definitely knows that Gordon knows, but none of them are going to talk about it. Um, and that's kind of mostly how it's written. Um, which, uh... I do enjoy. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun dynamic. I, um, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. Um, there was a, um, a recent stint also where, uh, Jim Gordon was Batman. It didn't last terribly long. Um, but in, uh, new, in New 52, um, during, while Scott Snyder was writing Batman, um, there was a storyline, uh, that, and it wasn't Death of the Family. It was the one that came after it. Um. I just looked at my shelf as if I still had it up there. <laughs> and I want, I want... I want to say it's called Endgame. I think that's right. Or something. Yeah. It's something like that because Batman's not like there. That. And they're like, oh no, we have to make a new Batman. We need a new Batman. Um, so anyways, uh this is a storyline in Batman that ends with the Joker and the Batman the Batman. Um <laughs> The Joker and Batman uh, die, dying, dying, heavy air quotes, uh, together, uh, in a heart-shaped pool of blood, <laughs> which I'm obsessed with. I just think about it constantly. I'm like, okay, Scott. Super heavy um, is the one after Endgame, and it's the one that I think is mostly, it goes Death of the Family, I yes. think, and then Endgame? Yes. And so then Endgame Super Heavy, the I think. Yes. So Endgame is about the Joker d launching his, you know, d Moriarty final problem plan to, like, d you know, destroy Batman once and for all. Um, and they quote-unquote die together in a heart-shaped pool of blood, but then Batman's alive, but then he has amnesia, but then um, Alfred's like, nobody tell! Nobody tell him that he's Batman! Nobody tell him! He I have not seen this. this man happy in his entire life! If any of you tell him that he's Batman, I'll kill you! And, um, and people are like, I believe you. Um, I, I, I believe this man. I believe. Goodbye. Um, but, so, they're like, well, Gotham needs a new Batman. Um, and there was some, like... I think, like, some, like, kind of, like, ooh, what's gonna happen? Who's it gonna be? And they, like, teased this, like, uh, kind of, like, mecha Batman suit. Um, like, ooh, who's in this Batman mecha suit? Um, it's Jim, it's Gordon. Jim Gordon. Surprise. It's Jim Gordon. Surprise. He needs a um, mecha suit because he is old. He's, he's, he's an old, normal man. Like, he was a Marine, and he has, you know... Like decent physical skills, but he is a man. <laughs> He's just a guy. Um, so he has a um. They build the city of Gotham, I guess, <laughs> on the taxpayers' dime. Build a 
mecha Batman suit. Um, this is why we need to defund the police. If they have the money is... for this. <laughs> they don't need this. Um, Fun social but... services. <laughs> um, but so there is, this is like 2014, 2015. Um, there's a, a pretty brief period where uh, Gordon, it's like a, a couple arcs. Uh, because obviously Bruce Wayne gets his memory back because, you know. Alfred wasn't fast enough. Alfred wasn't fast enough on the trigger. Um, but uh, Bruce gets his memory back. They have like kind of an emotional like conversation where Gordon's like, oh, I feel like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm Batman. I, I feel like maybe you were happier when you weren't Batman. Uh, and Batman's like, uh, no, this, you know, this, the... The person who I would have been without Batman, like, could never exist anymore. Um, and then, like, Gordon starts to call him Bruce and then stops himself because, like, you know, this whole, like, obviously he knows who he is. Um, but nobody's gonna talk about it. Um, but it's also, like, shortly after this storyline, uh, we get re-rebooted into, uh, DC Rebirth, uh, where he's back to just being, uh, normal normal old commissioner gordon without a mecha suit <laughs> um it is like it's funny that you mention that because like obviously i feel like we all have media with characters in it who are cops where we're like fond of them as characters um but as we you know um, especially here in America, uh, re-examine our relationship to the police. <laughs> it's like, oh, do I have to cancel Jim Gordon? Um, I don't think anybody's like, coming after fictional cops. <laughs> no, nobody's coming after fictional cops. It's like, it's this very, like, it's a very complicated thing. Um, because, like, fiction, like exists in a universe where you can just you know you can say like i mean not batman because batman establishes that like a lot like the majority of cops in gotham specifically are corrupt but you can be like no it is possible to like you know achieve like actual sustainable good through policing um and also i don't know like i don't know what like what post-police superhero comics would even look like. Um, I feel, and I feel like Batman's, like, one of the, like, again, not, like, you know, like, oh, I'm worried that, like, they're gonna take Batman away from me. <laughs> but it is, like, it's, it's an interesting question to consider, um, especially because Batman specifically, like, deals so much more than, like, most superheroes in, like, real crime that, like, actually happens, like, murders and, like, robberies and stuff, and not, like, you know, oh, there's an asteroid coming to destroy the planet. Um, and it's, it's just weird. It's just a weird, complicated thing that I've sort of, like, been 
trying to, to win. It's not the most important question, obviously, in 2020, but just a thing that I've been trying to, like, weigh out to myself, like, are superheroes, like, copaganda? Like, what a lot do of superheroes... Them. A lot of them are. What do superheroes have to say about police? And can we, uh, you know, reconcile that with how we feel about the police? Or, you know, will superheroes maybe in the future look very different than they do now? I don't know. Olivia, um, I have a question for you. Yes. Who do you think in comics is the most... Like, which superhero is the most likely to be an abolitionist? <sighs> That's a... <sighs> that... I mean, talking, like, like full-out superheroes. Not, like, probably, like... Probably Deadpool does want to, like, abolish the police, but also Deadpool's doing a lot of crimes. Yeah, like, full-out superheroes. Um, Forget anti-heroes. Like, full-on, 100% superhero, DC, Marvel, uh... Damn. Abolish police, abolish prisons. Who believes in restorative justice? My heart is telling me, um, Diana. Oh, Diana, for sure. I feel like the Amazons don't even have, like, a concept of... No, they do have, like... Do they have a jail? Hey... Do the Amazonians have jail? Do they have jail? Um, Did Diana come over here like, what is prison? Would you just take you just take people who did crimes and you put them in a box? That's oh, fucked up. That solves nothing. It doesn't solve anything. What's wrong with you? Why would you um, do this? That doesn't make anybody feel better. Yeah, but now they're in a box. We can forget about the crimes that they did. You what? <laughs> um, yeah, I think Diana. I think, uh, Black Canary. Um, I feel like, I feel like a lot of, like, the younger, like, generation of superheroes are, like, a pretty, like, easy target. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, all of the runaways would, like... <laughs> be in favor of defunding the police like gert gert more than anybody else gert invented oh, defunding the police 100 percent um god uh this is an important question everyone submit your own responses to this yeah let um, us know let us know which superheroes you think would be most in favor of defunding the police um God. I feel like, okay, I feel like a lot of them would be in favor of defunding the police, but I don't know how many of them would be, like, full abolition. Because <laughs> a lot of them, if you were like, yeah, take a little, like, take some money away from cops and redistribute it to other jobs to make everything, you know, better, would probably, they'd probably yeah. be all like, oh, hell yeah. Pre pretty, that one... Everyone except Hal would be like, oh sounds my God. great. <laughs> Hal Jordan would be like, no, cops need money to do things. Cops and need it's like, Hal. Halliston. <laughs> I... Alexander. Alexander. Halbert. I don't know how to explain this to you, but cops aren't helping a lot. <laughs> um, and in some places, they're actively harming 
a lot. Yeah. So, like, how? How again? Ugh. How would even be, like, the last of, like, the Green Lanterns to get on board with it? Oh like, <laughs> in, like, the Green Lanterns who are all space cops, I think, like, most of them <laughs> at some point would be like, okay, yeah, I understand what you mean. But Hal would be like, no, we need police. Yeah, there's, like, uh, Hal, John, Kyle, and Guy are, like, in a bar and the defund the police comes up and everybody's just like oh gods no how's gonna oh there he goes there he goes god damn <laughs> and it's like how you realize you're um in the minority here right uh yeah. we <laughs> anyway we did uh write up a paper with some sources if you'd like to read through that before the next time we come out to the bar <laughs> Um, please, just please do some research, Hal, we're begging you. Oh, Jason Todd, obviously. I mean, oh, maybe he doesn't well. count because he is, like, sort of an anti-hero type, but, like, Jason Todd fully abolished the police. Even, even as a Robin. <laughs> even as a, no, when he was still doing crimes. <laughs> but he's like, not for the reasons of me doing crimes. But I have some opinions about the police. Um. God, anyways, um, did you have any other thoughts or any, uh, comics or anything to talk about? I read nothing this week, um... Okay. I made D&D &D character. I mean, that's... that's a, as good a use of time as any. Yep. Um, how about you? Um, I did not, uh, I did not read anything. I did want to mention... Um, DC announced another fucking, I don't know, I, it's, I don't think it's a reboot, just a new, like, labeling push event? I don't think it's, it's an event. Um, but they're doing a new thing, um, called, uh, Infinite Frontier, which is a cool name, that's gonna be coming after Future State which is coming after death metal. Um, I hate, I hate, I hate everything about comics. Don't read comics. Don't know anything about them. Um, but they are, um, putting a lot of new creative teams on some of their titles as part of this initiative. Um, and one of the things is that Tom Taylor is going to be, um, taking over writing Nightwing, uh, which I am excited about because I like, Tom Taylor a lot. Um, I think he does a good job writing Dick Grayson, even though he did kill him with a rock <laughs> in Injustice. <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, but then after that, he's like dead man and he like does some cool stuff as a ghost. It's like, yeah, but he fell on a rock and died. <laughs> we didn't like the manner of his death. However. We, did, we didn't enjoy that. Um, but, um... I like Tom Taylor's writing. Um, I'm excited for this because uh, I have not been enjoying a lot of Nightwing because uh, so much of it was uh, fucking Rick Grayson and it was unbearable. So I would love to be able to read some Nightwing comics that I enjoy again. Um, so I am looking forward to that. 
Um, and also it's fun because people constantly get him mixed up with Tom King, um, who also wrote Dick Grayson famously and uh, was very good at it. Um, so that'll just be fun to watch that continue to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my one, um, my one piece of comics news that I wanted to mention. My personal piece of comics news. <laughs> uh, lots of other stuff going on in comics. This is the one that's most relevant to me. <laughs> so that's what you're getting. <laughs> make your own podcast. <laughs> um, no, don't make your own podcast because we don't want to have competition. Um, Olivia, I have some bad news. <laughs> no, there's more podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Well, everybody, unfollow any other podcast you follow um, and just follow us. We have a Twitter, a Tumblr, um, a Facebook group, and an Instagram. And you can follow all of those. So wherever you are on social media, you can see when we post a new episode. Um, and also on Twitter, you can see a lot of other stuff because that's where we mostly like retweet things. Um, we also have a Discord server, um, which you should definitely join um, and come and hang out and talk with us. Tell about... us who you think would be an abolitionist. You please, please tell us. Um, I'm very curious. Um, we also um, we also have an email address. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Also telling us who you think would be an abolitionist if you want or any other, you know, questions, recommendations, anything like that. Um, we have a Patreon if you feel like you want to support us on there. Um, we surely do appreciate it. Um, but obviously, you know, not everybody can do that and that's fine. Um, if you can't, but you still want to help us out, leaving a rating and review is a great way to do that. Um, telling a friend about the show if you think they would be interested in it. Um, and also just coming, just coming back and joining us, just being here. Uh, it's very cool of you. So thank you today for being here with us on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, uh, Mecha Batman? Hey! Kiss me with your metal mouth. Mecha Batman. <laughs> <laughs>